listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. Uh, Afshan, thank you for joining me, Dr. Rob Kiltz, Carnivore Conversations. And Afshan has some really, really amazing things to share regarding the potential toxins that women or men are exposed to in everyday skin products, hair products, life products. So maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Kills, for having me. This is an absolutely fabulous opportunity and one I'm so grateful for. My name is Afshan, and I am the founder of Pregnancy Safe Cosmetics. You can find us at PregnancySafeCosmetics.com. Um, and let me just tell you what I'm going to talk about and what I do is not just for pregnant women, it's for everyone. So um, my company has two core missions. One is to educate people about the toxins in our personal care products. That means your hair care, your bath care, your skin care, your facial washes, your cosmetics, your fragrances. Um, shampoo, conditioner, everything. Everything you're using every single day. I want to educate you about what's safe, what's not safe. Um, if you're pregnant, if you're trying to conceive, if you're nursing an infant, and also if you're not interested in having children at all, because it does affect you if you have no interest whatsoever. Um, the So with that, I can jump into the research and what's safe or not safe. Let me just tell you one one brief thing. Please. Uh, uh, right out the set. My company right now is um, focused on kind of communicating and talking to people in the maternal health uh, field. So if you had a if you have anything to do with um, maternal fitness, maternal nutrition, if you're a lactation consultant, a, a doula, if you're a reproductive endocrinologist, if you deal with women who are trying to conceive, nursing an infant, pregnant, please get in touch with us. We will give you free um, videos, educational materials, and uh, we don't really ask you anything in return. On top of it, if you want, it's optional. It's not necessary. We will also give you our boxed ensembles of um, makeup at a discount, and you can resell them at the full price and get an added revenue stream. When you find out what the uh, 90, if not 99%, if not 100% of the makeup and and um, even the organic stuff does to these this group of women you will want to, to advocate for it. So with that, I will I can launch into the research. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. First, yeah. how did you get involved in this area of, of health and wellness? Maybe you could take us back to your history and some of the things yes. about yourself that exposed you to this this new science and this new knowledge so um basically it's a kind of a long story uh but my background i i come from a physician a family of uh, physicians we have if we count our extended family my cousins my mother's uncles etc we have like 19 physicians in the family and they're all in the u.s um and I say that because I'm from an immigrant background. I'm from South Asia. Um, so uh, that's my background. But I worked in PR and consulting firms, and I've worked for uh, consulting firms in the beauty business. Okay. So that's kind of my work background. How did uh -huh. I get into this? I moved in my 30s to France, and basically, I got extremely sick. I got to the point where I didn't know what was wrong with me. I went from 130 something pounds to 175 in six months. I went to the doctors here. Um, they said every test was unremarkable, totally normal. We don't know what's wrong with you. I wasn't eating anything, but I was gaining weight. Um, I got to the point I could not walk. Uh, I was wheelchaired back home by my husband to San Francisco. My parents who are physicians took me to the best hospitals. And a lot of tests came back unremarkable, except 
hormones. Um, my thyroid was a little off. My progesterone and estrogen were a little off. My uh, prolactin was a little off. They fixed all those things. I felt a tad better, but really not good at all. And I struggled. Uh, finally, for, uh, for a couple of years, I struggled and I went to my sister's wedding and someone said, um, in Chicago, and someone said, it sounds like you have intolerances. You should really check that out and put together a food journal. Started tracking my food and, um, you know, created a food journal and went back to France. And someone in France, um, and we lived in Versailles, I, I live in Versailles now, um, said, my God, you're doing a food journal. How, how like, God, like from the, you know, dinosaur, like age, why don't you just go to the 16th right here in Paris? They'll take a blood uh, sample and they'll tell you whatever you're intolerant to. Huh. And it's called Laboratory Zamaria in the 16th. And they will give you a number for every, like for 300, you know, things you can put in your mouth and uh, from drinks to spices to you name it. And they'll tell you if you're intolerant. The higher the number, the more intolerant you are. Over 300, you're allergic. Over 40, you're intolerant. And below 40, you can eat it. Um, so I came out with a list that matched my food journal, told my mother, and my mother said, bah, humbug, come back to the U.S. and let's get a proper back scratch test. I don't know about this, Alyssa, IgG, I've never heard of it. So I did that. I, taught, I met with the leading um, top um, immunologist, uh, allergist immunologist. And before that, I actually met with the top neurologist and I had to actually get um, like a panel of people looking over my case and my mother's friend who's a neurologist to like put together the case to actually submit it for review for the top neurologist to, who specializes in like fluke cases to accept it because I was having um, something that mimicked a stroke where I couldn't talk, I couldn't remember, I couldn't mm -hmm. do anything, and I had no idea what it was, and then it would go away. And it was pretty scary. And I, you know, and I was having, and I, I had trouble walking and that, all this stuff. And, um, and he said, you know, I think it's like a complex migraine. And then I met with the allergist immunologist and he did a back scratch test and every time I did one of these things like the food journal came out with a small list then the um, blood test confirmed that list and made it bigger and then the back scratch list confirmed that list and made it bigger and so in front of me I had this list of food that I could not put in my mouth I felt like I was the protagonist in a bad like you know, teen vampire flick where, or werewolf flick where the moon came out and I doubled over and I was screaming, ah, you know, every time I put something in my mouth because I would react so much. I mean, from brain fog to these this, this kind of funky paralysis that was supposed to be a complex migraine to, I mean, you name it. And basically my body was saying, don't eat this stuff don't eat this stuff. Well, guess what I could eat? Meat. I had no problem with meat. I ate meat. I didn't know what carnivore was. I didn't know what paleo was. I didn't know what keto was. I'd never heard of anything. So I'd rarely kind of heard of Atkins, didn't know what it was. Just a word to me, Atkins. Who, who knows what it was? So I started taking off everything that um, I will, you know, that these blood tests and back scratch tests told me not to, not to put in my mouth felt much better. And my husband said, Hey, let's try to get pregnant. Wow. Uh huh. So um, I said, Okay. Went to the doctor. I had a history of endometriosis, wanted to put me on Lupron. Put me on Lupron, which for anyone who doesn't know, puts you in a state of menopause, um, false menopause for a couple of months. And that was it. My, allergies went through the roof. Now I couldn't mm. eat corn. I couldn't eat rice. I couldn't eat potatoes. Couldn't eat gluten. On top of no lentils, no peas, no cola, no citrus, no um, dairy, no eggs, no soy. Um, I mean, uh, a tea, no tea. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh, I could have coffee. I could have no figs. I could have coffee. I could have dates. I could have cantaloupe. Some berries bothered me. And I could have meat. Huh. I could have meat. 
uh, I couldn't have spices. I could have meat, salt, water. Um, really, it was crazy. No butter, nothing. How long ago was this? This was quite some time ago. Um, it started in 2008. Okay. Um, and I got diagnosed 2012 and I got, it, it went up to 2015. Um, yeah. And right alongside the Lupron, I was trying IVIG, which did kind of help a little bit. Uh, Humira didn't do anything. Nupagen, uh, all these other things that were supposed to calm down the immune system that was overactive. Because when the immune system kicks up, you have inflammation and you have all these problems. Um, finally, uh, I complained and a friend of mine said, you know what you're doing. Oh, and I couldn't have lentils. I couldn't have beans. Couldn't have legumes. So, mean, so all the plants were causing significant side effects. Side uh, effects? They were they were killing me. I couldn't, I mean, I... Couldn't walk. I couldn't walk and I couldn't breathe. I had something called costochondritis, um, which basically is an inflammation of the chest wall. And you could poke... And I would I would eat it, and you could poke my ribs, um, the area above my ribs, and there were little pouches of water, and it would be indented. Wow. Um, I care. I walked around with prednisone in my pocket all the time. Popped ten milligrams of prednisone every time I ate something that was not just meat, water, and salt. And the Lupron um, also made it worse. Lupron made it horrible. Okay. Um, and and there's a science to this that I'm going to get into because why. All of this, I, I, I wanted to understand, and I understand it now, and I, I can back up everything I say from a medical study. So there is a whole science behind this, um, and it directly feeds into what I'm doing now. What so, was the aha moment in the sense of, of, of you removed things or recognized the things that were causing your problems? I mean, I just removed everything. I didn't really know it was carnivore or keto or anything like that. I just did what the medical tests were telling me because the doctors didn't find out anything wrong with me except, you know, whatever was happening to me was caused by food. So they just kept telling me, remove this, remove this, remove this. So I did. Uh, at, alongside, you know, I was trying to get pregnant. And so I was putting in all these other things. It didn't really help me. Mm -hmm. Finally... Um, but I, I, I didn't have any choice because I literally couldn't breathe when the costochondritis swelled up I couldn't breathe. I'd have to take the prednisone and, and get an inhaler to even be able to breathe. So it was, um, and you know, the levels were very high. They were like inching into like 300, which means close to a proper allergy, which leads you down the road of anaphylactic. So I thought, okay, I got to do something. Um, and I talked to a friend of mine and, and she said, you know, I think that you're doing paleo. And I was like, what the heck is paleo? I never heard of paleo. Someone else told me, yeah, man, you're doing paleo. You should just own it. Go paleo. Go buy yourself a cookbook and like own it. I was like, I don't know what this is. Let me Google it. Let me figure it out. All right. Started doing paleo and got pregnant on that. And, um, Within three months of doing paleo, I got pregnant and um, never felt better in my life. And then I decided I would go ahead and start, um, you know, putting together, uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, a wellness strategy that involved putting everything in my life organic. I should have learned that, you know, it was organic stuff that was putting me on the path, but I didn't actually, I, I just, I didn't, didn't put two and two together. So I changed my makeup. I changed everything in my life to organic. And I started, um, I basically started putting organic oil. And actually I should have brought this. I'm going to, do you mind if I go and walk sure. with you? I yeah, want to show you guys something really yeah, important. Please. Okay, because I meant to take it with me. Hang on, the daughter's kind of sleeping. I'm in France, and it's what, what time later. is it? Uh, Nine twenty-nine with the time change. But I just want to show everybody because I think this is really important. 
I started using this. This is a hundred milliliter bottle of essential oils. And I put this on my body every day, every time I showered from head to toe. I use two or three bottles, maybe um, uh, a month. Now, that's essential oils. I want to show you, and it's 100 milliliters. I want to show people what five milliliters looks like because I don't think people realize. And I'm going to tell you where is the five milliliters? This is a five milliliter syringe. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's a tiny little bit of amount. Okay. So to make five milliliters of this, the amount of plants that uh, you need, it's pounds, it's tons, it's thousands, thou you know, hundreds, <laughs> sometimes. Right. The amount a little bit of oil out of a seed or a plant, it, it's, it's a very, very tiny amount that you squeeze out, so you need a lot of bulk to get. Well, there's a difference between pressed oil and essential oil. Essential oils are oils where you basically take the essence and you take very high concentrations and you squeeze, 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 squeeze them down. And I actually have, um, I am, I, I'm just gonna take one second. I'm gonna find it. We're, we're, we can, we easily are editing this, don't? Uh, essential oil, eight pounds of rosemary. So, you know, I mean, nobody in a caveman days or ever in the history of humanity ate eight pounds of rosemary. Nobody did. Nor seven pounds of 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 thyme or or you know, I mean, it takes eight thousand roses to make like fifteen milliliters of rose essential oil. Wow. So what you're doing is you're taking such incredible high concentrations of plants and you're smothering them on your skin. And there are a number of myths I want to dispel. And the number one is that when you put something on your skin, it doesn't go inside of you. Yes, it does. Um, uh, we, we should, so anyway, this is, this is the, the road um, that took me to where I, I, I ended up because what happened was I'm putting all these essential oils on my body every single day and I'm feeling great. I'm looking great. I have a picture of myself when I was pregnant and I, I was skinny. I look like a model. I have, I mean, I'll send it to you. It's like amazing. It was in this Starbucks bathroom, but I was like, Hey, I look good. And the thing is I, I went in at, um, 28 weeks was hospitalized because I actually went in for a sonogram. I was living in France and decided to visit my mom. And I told my mom, hey, let's go do this um, commercial sonogram, 3D sonogram. And the sonographer, uh, my mother lives in Northern California about, um, you know, uh, 10 minutes north of Berkeley. So the sonographer worked at Alta Bates and she said, what, 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 what's going on here? What's your due date? No, 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 something's wrong. Take this right now to your OBGYN. I did, and she said, I want you to go to the hospital tomorrow, an emergency, right now. They strapped things on me, they checked me out, they admitted me, they said, you're gonna stay here until you give birth. And I'm like, but it's June, and she's due in September. And I said, she probably won't make it till then, but let's see how long you go. She was born July 13th, two pounds, eight ounces, 30 weeks, and the doctor walked into the office, and I had taken out that essential oil mix and put it on you know the table because I wanted to 
eventually take a shower and I love using that stuff. And he was from Spain and in, in France and in, in Europe, they know about essential oils. They know, they've been known, they've known for years. And he said, what is that? And I said, that's my, is that essential oils? And I said, yeah, that's essential oil smell. It's so great. And he said, no, 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 don't use that. And I've got physicians in my family. I knew that look, I was like, oh, this is bad. So I started researching it. And, you know, my daughter, she stopped growing. Um, uh, and those essential oils that I was using were linked to fetal growth retardation, wow. preeclampsia, preterm birth. Um, you know, I, I found out while I was researching it that essential oils are a new class of endocrine disruptors. So now to get into the research, 75% of the cosmetics in the USA, when I say cosmetics, I don't mean makeup. I mean makeup, bath care, your, you know, your shampoo, your face wash, your conditioner, skincare, your lotions, your, um, you know, tonics, uh, whatever you, you Soaps, use. Skin. Deodorants, Soaps, deodorants, um, perfume, care, cologne. fragrance, 75% of it contain synthetic ingredients that are called endocrine disruptors. Okay. And these synthetic ingredients before the 1970s were that we had a lot of you know, research, but people didn't take it seriously. They, be, they didn't take that it seriously that it was so bad. Uh, until one day, the amazing Shauna Swan, a reproductive epidemiologist, looked at the research and said, hmm, I don't know. This looks really bad if this is really true. Maybe huh. they did it wrong. Let me try to debunk and, and prove this wrong because it, it can't be this dark. She spent years trying to fiddle with the numbers, fiddle with the parameters of the research, couldn't have it change. Then she decided that she wanted to do a long-term study. So she devoted her life to it. She started in the 1970s and did a 40-year study. She found and she studied all kinds of different um, petrochemicals. And she found that they were all endocrine disruptors. That's what they are. Now, what are the what are some of the things that endocrine disruptors do? They do many things. The biggest class she studied was phthalates. Phthalates, they drop sperm count. In in the early 1970s, when she started measuring sperm count in Western countries, it was 97 mil, uh, million per milliliter. Um, by the time she got to 2011, it was 47 million per milliliter. The decline is one percent a year, and there's nothing that you could do to make the decline less. She says that if it continues in that direction, when you get to 40 million per milliliter, which we would have gotten to um, in seven years after 2011, so 2018, 2019, you get to a point where every couple has trouble getting pregnant. This is only one effect. The other effect is that they mess with um, the hormones that affect the development of the, the sexes, especially the male. So. Uh, one of two things happens to male fetuses. One is that it doesn't develop properly and the body expels it. So in all Western countries that have high exposures, not high exposures, just use phthalates, I would say, in, un, in industrialized countries. In non-industrialized places, you don't have these petrochemicals. In industrialized places, you have plasticizers, petrochemicals, and everything. So wherever there is exposure to that, there's been a very high rate of miscarriage of boys. So the male species is dying out. It's not just humans. Oh. It's anywhere where we wash away the conditioners, the because conditioner, what makes your hair nice and manageable on the conditioner, it's not your cocoa butter, folks. It's phthalates, okay? And you wash it away into the water. And so what else is dying out? What other males are dying out? Turtles, alligators, fish. It's killing the male species in every, every, it's killing off males in every species. Okay, so Which on top of that. Males, it may be eliminating, reducing the reproductive nature of women. It, it is, it is. But that's another thing. Okay, so, and then the third thing it, that, that is most stark and came out was that the men, the little boys that were born, um, had something called phthalate syndrome. It, it's a birth defect where they have smaller um, genitals. And by the time they get to their toddlerhood, they have undescended testicles. 
And later they, in life, they develop testicular cancer. And they either infertile or have very low sperm counts. And all of this, you know, when your sperm health is not good, it's directly related to diabetes, heart disease, and a bunch of other just like regular good health. So that's, and that's just phthalates. And then you have bisphenols, you have parabens, you have all these that do other things. There was, there's a study I just posted on, um, I have two Instagram accounts. One of them is mamas, the number four change and mamas is spelled M-O-M with mom in it. It's mostly for my maternal health uh, uh, people. They don't like glossy images, posts. They want to see the words PubMed on it. They want to see the, the screenshot of the actual research study. And then the other one's for my individual uh, you know, consumers and they like the glossy in infographics and that's just pregnancy at pregnancy safe cosmetics. Well, I just posted on mamas for change. It was, um, premature ovarian insufficiency, uh, directly related to these, um, endocrine disruptors. The thing is what people don't understand is the reason why, um, these chemicals are bad. is not because they're synthetic. It's because they are endocrine disruptors. And uh, Shauna Swan finished her research in 2011. And then, of course, she published a bunch of papers, but she really put everything together and published the book in 2017. So her book, Countdown, and it's called Countdown, um, it's, just look it up, but it's something like how the modern world affects uh, male and female infertility to the point of extinction or something. It's like a really catchy title. It's called Countdown by Shauna Swan, S-H-A-N-N-A, and then it's Swan, S-W-A-N. And she's a reproductive epidemiologist. Anyway. Can I, can I ask you, can I, can I interrupt just real quick? So so on the science and all the, the, the <laughs> phthalates and the other endocrine disruptors and the scientific name, but ultimately all we need to know is, is that the, the, cosmetics and all the personal care products that are made from organic compounds, which are essentially plant compounds. Oh, I'm going to get to that. So more. Let, me, let me get to that. So okay. that's my next thing. So Shauna Swan's um, major study was on synthetics. It was not really on organics and it came out in 2017, but the media was a buzz with her research. So BBC covered it, ABC covered it, Canada did a 40 minute long documentary on it. And I think the then 2018, the North American Society of Endocrinologists met in Chicago and got like courageous and said, hey, everyone's talking about endocrine disruptors. We got something to announce. We think that essential oils, which are 100% organic, are also endocrine disruptors. And we think that because we've been looking into the fact that 13-year-old boys have been sprouting breasts at a rate that has been crazy. Now, this was really big thing, uh, big news because 13-year-old boys don't use a lot of product. Women use a lot of product. Um, they go, have gone out and studied households where they've um, measured, you know, essential oils as well as meaning essential oils, meaning organic as well as the synthetic or endocrine disruptors in men and women in the same household. And what they find is, and they look in your urine, they look in their blood, and they're there. They're even there in a nursing infant that gets no exposure from plastic containers or anything. They're not eating anything. They're just drinking milk. So this stuff passes into the mother's milk. It crosses the placental barrier. And that's very well established through medical research. Well, in these households where there sometimes the men don't use a lot of cosmetics at all and but and they're exposed and the women are more exposed so they know that it's not just through plastics because this is another reason another crazy thing that the the media has you know latched onto they think that eliminating plastics in your kitchen is the way to go is the way to get rid of all of this and they also think that uh, essential oils can't be a problem. You know, it's just the synthetic stuff. So this, you know, the three top myths everyone needs to debunk first, the first myth is, oh, if I put it on my skin, it doesn't harm me. Wrong. It does. We, we have proof. It gets into your body. They've measured it. Second is, well, 
you know, it's bad because it's synthetic, but organic stuff is okay. No, it's bad because it's endocrine disrupting. And Time Magazine did uh, a whole spread on how essential oils are in the new emerging class of endocrine disruptors. The in North American, when the Endocrinologists Association came together in 2018, they, they said what they said, and the FDA got involved and commissioned a study by the, um, I wrote it down here, National Institute for Environmental Health Sciences. And they studied a series of um, not just lavender and tea tree oil, but a bunch of um, essential oils. And they just studied the effect to see if, you know, and they did it in the laboratory. They didn't like say, oh, let's see if we ha can have a bunch of people use these essential oils and see if they're like endocrine disrupting. No, they did it in like on mice and they, they wanted to see, they isolated like the essential oil to see if it had any endocrine disrupting property. And it did. Every single essential oil they studied all had endocrine disrupting properties. So then after that, that was 2019, uh, the FDA said, you know what, we need to research this because this is really serious. So they put together the Botanical Research Consortium, which met for the first time in 2020. And in 2021 and 2022, the major studies now link looking at how these endocrine disruptors affect pregnancy, trying to conceive efforts, and uh, nursing infants were made. And they're pretty damning. They're very damning. I mean... Um, the nursing infants that drink the milk ex exposed with this with essential oils, and now I'm just talking essential oils. I'm not talking the synthetic stuff. They have, um, you know, their hepatic enzymes, their estrogen levels change. The women who have essential oil exposure, again, I'm just talking essential oils, not the synthetic stuff. Preeclampsia, fetal growth retardation, preterm birth, um, embryo. One of the biggest finds is the organic stuff impedes embryo implantation, even more so than the synthetic stuff. So it's a, it's, it's very, very um, serious. But unfortunately, we, uh, when it comes to the organic stuff, we miss a, a Shauna Swan. We are at the same point in time with the research that we were with the synthetic stuff before Shauna Swan came on the scene. We need someone to walk in and do a 40-year study with essential oils and mm -hmm probably then people might take it seriously. Okay. So we're here today to share a pointed short story that people can listen to, hear, and understand, which you've so succinctly shared so much amazing science. And what you're saying is, is that the common products we use that we think are safe may not be. That's mm -hmm. really it. Okay. And Are so definitely we, not. They've, we, they've, we, we know, we know, we know that plants contain many, many chemicals, toxins, antigens that disrupt the normal function of our endocrine, neurologic, reproductive, neurovascular system. And, and, and so it may be, there's a lot of hormone disruptors, endocrine disruptors, but it's, likely a list far longer than that when you agree yeah. when you agree? oh yes okay. yes i mean the the next thing i was going to say which is really uh for those who don't have any interest in in making babies is that one of the things that i discovered along the way is that and and a time and time again i was told this by doctors and and it did, and then i went on to research it and, and it is in the research is that your immune system is like a house of cards that's built on the foundations of your hormones. The minute you throw your hormones out of whack, your immune system falls. And because it's a house of cards, you can go back and put the immune, the, the um, endocrine, like the, if your thyroid is off, your, bromo, you know, your prolactin is off, you can take pills to, to regulate those hormones, but your, your immune system won't come back. So what ends up happening is that because your immune system functions on a cellular level and the other stuff, the hormones function on an organ level. So what happens is, even if you're not interested in having babies, you're exposing yourself, exposing yourself, exposing yourself, and eventually your body just can't take it. Your immune system is off and then you have all the immune system problems, endometriosis, psoriasis, um, you know, uh, uh, migraines. Every, every yeah, disease yeah, we suffer everything. from. Every disease we suffer from is an inflammatory process. 
yeah. all of them. Yeah, and so, they're all linked to hum your immune system. All, so all, all linked. And so essentially, again, we're putting things in and on our bodies that we think are 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 are, are benign, non non damaging. But in fact, what you're saying is there's plenty of research already that is sharing and personal experience that these things can be very harmful to your eggs, sperm, embryos, fetus, and every other organ system of your body. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and, and the thing that people have to understand is that, you know, we were never meant to eat like eight pounds of rosemary in one five second moment, you know, or, you know, uh, I don't know, 700 lemons, you know, well, to think about it. citrus. If, if, right. <laughs> and, if you think about you it, put though, it on and it, it's in you. If you go out there and you just go out to your garden and you start uh, grinding things up and putting it on your skin or in your eyes or mouth or anything or your hair, many people have adverse effects from those things. Absolutely. We already know that. Allergies from plants are very common. Skin reactions are common. So what's happened with the extracted essential oils is they've removed a lot of the particle components, extracted the the oils essentially, which also contain some chemicals that, and many of the chemicals that were were nature natural to the plant, and you've concentrated them. Is that what you're saying? They're highly concentrated. They're highly concentrated forms of plants. That's all and essential oils are. So you're taking in super high concentrations of plants. Wow. So you can go carnivore, and think that you are plant free. But if you're putting this stuff on your body, you are not plant free. So so we're we're not talking about food here. We're mm -hmm. talking strictly because the food part of it we talk about in other areas, but we're yeah. really here talking about personal care products, uh, uh, and even when you talk about essential oils or or herbs and things like that that might be put on the skin, those are those also are are chemical components of plants that could harm every organ system, every neurologic, hormonal neurovascular system over a body. Yeah, and they do. You know, something as harm as seemingly harmless as uh, rosemary extract, which is you find in every organic eyeshadow. Uh, you find it because it helps it stay compact. It, it impedes embryo implantation. Wow. It absolutely impedes embryo implantation. It has found to be impede embryo implantation. So, you know, here you are spending 40, 50, 60,000 on your IVF and you and it's time for your embryo transfer and you're putting on this beautiful organic eyeshadow you think you're good and then you put some clarence wheel tonic because you know you want to go organic and your embryo doesn't implant and guess what i can pull out not one but like i don't know so many you know uh maybe 10 or 20 that that will point to it uh, so there are plenty so of studies out there already that really tell us these things. Yes. And so we don't need another study, but we need to, we need to help uh, educate, inform uh, all of, of our communities ways to help improve their health and reduce the inflammation or the toxins from the chemicals directly. So tell us a little bit about your pregnancy uh, safe cosmetic company and how you were, were inspired to do this. So I originally wanted to just educate the public. I had no desire to actually make makeup. And I thought, let me go out there and put up a website and just list all the safe cosmetics. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any. There are tons of organic. I mean, my product line is 100% organic, but it, it doesn't have any known endocrine disruptors. I make sure I look at every single thing in the formulary. And there are some herbal extracts, but there are no essential oils in them. And the, the thing is, is that, and the herbal extracts are, you know, because not all herbal extracts are bad. And, and some herbal extracts are just very watered down and it depends on how much you're putting in, et cetera. So my, my stuff is, in my opinion, the, to the best of my knowledge, pregnancy safe. It's, it's trying to conceive safe. It's lactation safe. You can, you can use it and, and feed a, a child. Um, so that's what uh, I provide. Unfortunately, when I talk to people, 
people just don't believe. I have talked to the researchers at the National Institute for Environmental Health Services, who actually, that's the, that's the organization that has done the research on essential oils. I've talked to endocrine, uh, reproductive endocrinologists that talk against uh, they're against the synthetic stuff. And I asked them if they would like go on a podcast or talk to me or say something. And they won't. Hmm. They won't because for for two reasons. One, because in the science community, unless you have a 40 year study on this stuff, they're kind of hesitant to say it. But more importantly, they just don't want to be the bad guy who points out that essential oils are bad because well, right well, now, organic the- is good. The one thing I found in medicine and science is that we're highly uh, uh, resistant to change and new ideas. And so the most important thing I've learned is that go out and share the positive idea you believe it to be, and that's how to grow it. Because I always say uh, pigs like to fight in mud, and so unless you like the mud, don't fight them. And uh, it's better to share why you believe your product is great and better and quick question related to that. What testing have you done on the products that you uh, uh, provide in order to show that it's less toxic or non-toxic? Well, okay. Now the certifications that are out there are all organic versus not. There's no, a certification program, no independent organization that exists that will um, actually test for, uh, you know, they'll, they'll just tell you this is organic, this is not. Even EWG verified, Environmental work, uh, Working Group verified, Skin Deep, they, when they'll list something as verified and you'll click on it and they have a category, developmental toxicity, but they consider anything organic to be low. And Beauty Counter, that is a beauty brand, um, actually sits on the the environmental working group, which I find a huge conflict of interest. And all their stuff is categorized as non-toxic. Meanwhile, you look up each individual, um, you know, ingredient and you do find, oh, this this product has eugenol by Beauty Counter and eugenol, there's a study saying you should not use this. So what we do is we we research when the manufacturer proposes us a formulation. I research every single thing and I say, no, no, that's not good. Can we do something else? That's not good. Can we do something else? And I research every single ingredient because at the end of the day, I'm a single mom, um, you know, with a five-year-old and I have four other moms working on this. We don't have VC funding and we are a small boutique, um, beauty uh, brand that that makes special batch like small batch orders and that's why we're working with you know um people in the maternal health field so if you are you know a pregnancy spa and you want to order 10 you know ensembles a month or something or 50 ensembles a month we we can fulfill that that's what we do we don't really have the 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 money to do influencer marketing or and we don't do no no beauty brand does actually they they do testing on animals they do testing to see if if um uh, you know their manufacturers have lead or something in it but ultimately to be honest and they don't do it themselves that they really do is they ask someone like EcoCert to come in and just verify that their stuff is organic well my stuff is organic but so- so, there's no there's no, no body out there that can come in and right. verify that it's pregnancy safe. So we how, that. what what should most let's just say most women who are using makeup, cosmetics and other other uh, personal products, what should they if they're having trouble conceiving or having other other neurologic symptoms or or uh, certainly you had a, a lot of symptoms at the time, you know, when should they say, okay, the doctor says they don't know what's causing my problem or your thyroid's not working or other hormone things are not working. When, what should they do about looking at the cosmetics they're using and or eliminate them or, again, look at your products? So if you go to PregnancySafeCosmetics.com and you click on the Medical Studies tab, you have, uh, you have three options. The central option is list of ingredients to avoid. 
you can go there and look at the list of ingredients to avoid and try to to look at your own makeup and if it has it in it don't use it that was that would be what i would say um <clears throat> try to find organic ingredients that don't have those anything on that list of ingredients to avoid don't have essential oils the other thing you can do is go to pubmed and type in every ingredient and see if there's some kind of study on it and I mean, if you don't have time to do that then buy my my uh cosmetics um i would say if you're out there and if you want to help in this effort the number one thing you can do no matter who you are is get in touch i will send you for free you know, videos, educational videos. I'll make videos for you if you want snazzy, fun videos and not like boring, you know, studious kind of type of videos. Put it out there. Put it on your Instagram feed, your social media, whether you have five or five million and help us spread the word. It is really important. People don't believe me. And I'm not a doctor. The biggest we believe problem you. Afshan, huh? we believe you. We believe you. People, I think, do believe. I think it's like anything else. It's just the more you share and put the word out there of what you found, because I, I agree with you. We we know that a high plant-based, low animal fat diet is deadly for us. And as a doctor, we use a lot of topical medications that are absorbed all the time. And so we do know that anything that's put on or in the skin, the hair, the body, the scalp, everywhere is absorbed into the body very readily. The skin is not some impervious. It's, it's, it's like the GI tract in a sense, some things can get through it. And, and so the, the most important thing is recognize that all of these chemicals, compounds come from plants and the inflammatory immuno, immunogenic compounds come from plants or bugs and not from eating meat. Now, are there some, some animal products that you can use on skin? Uh, I'm assuming in the moisturizing, uh, the hair conditioning, uh, what about eggs or things like that? Um, you know, the problem with that, you can do at home stuff, but the problem with that is they require, um, they go bad. And, you know, they require preservatives. And so, you know, then you get back into the chemicals again. Um, you can do at-home cosmetics, sure. But if you want to sell the cosmetics, it, it, becomes, it, it, it becomes hard. And, you know, in some ways, you have to kind of rethink the way we think of cosmetics. I mean, if I offered you... It's funny because I went on another podcast and I asked the host, I said, I offered you an apple that would last three months or an apple that would last one week. Which would you take? And he was like, the three months. And I was like, really? I would take this. I would take this, the four or five days. I don't want it, something that lasts. But this well, is the thing, you know. Yeah, it's interesting that that fat does not mold or go rancid that quickly. Oils do. Mm -hmm. Oils come from plants. Fat comes from animals. Mm -hmm. Butter rarely molds. And if it does, it's not butter. And so that's the interesting part of this. But essentially, whatever... Oh, I was thinking of the eggs. I mean, I, I was thinking of the eggs when you oh, said... Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can definitely use... I mean, India and people in India do all the time. They they use butter and ghee on their on their bodies. Sure. You can... I mean, they, they do that all the time. That, you know... Um, pregnant women put ghee on their, on their, and for anyone that doesn't know what ghee is, it's, um, it's, uh, clarified butter. yeah, it's like butter. It's like, it's clarified, another part of, clarified yeah. butter. There you go. So, you know, and they, they do it all the time. So the, you can go that route. I mean, I think selling it is, I, I haven't seen it out on the market, but I mean, the most important thing that people need to do is they need to advocate for, uh, stuff with, you know, cosmetics and makeup without any endocrine disrupting, including essential oils. And I have gotten so much pushback, even from uh, doctors, from scientists, people saying, oh, no, you know, you're nuts because plants can't be that bad. And it's like, well, I'm nuts. Join the nut farm. It's all <laughs> yeah, good. I'm joining but, the nut but, farm. But, but the whole point is that in our modern world, the masters of marketing sell products and that we do everything we can to sell products. 
And so we're just now in the learning how to sell our idea and sell our products. And it's yeah. the same thing. And it's, 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 it's pushing against the resistance, mm-hmm. not, not standing back to it. And so the more you put it out there and you've been blogging and talking about this for uh, under a year. So I've been on um, Instagram talking about it since uh, this year. And I launched the the website really September 20th. And I've been trying to get um, contracts with pregnancy spas, which uh, it's really hard. So I have mostly contracts with individual like dolas, lactation consultants that'll buy small amounts of my products. My products are all nice bundles. They come in like a nice makeup bag and they have like a big, basically an essentials kit. But I really need, I really need two things. I need doctors to come together and start talking about this stuff. I wish there was a group like they have doctors for fertility, you know, doctors well, for reductive rights doctors for no pregnancy safe cosmetics and and people who are willing to talk against essential oils we really need them and the other thing we need uh, i i need to keep going i need people with connections so if you have connections in the media and the influencer world and especially pregnancy spas or spas please get in touch with me if you're willing to broker a conversation please get in touch with me because i would love to disseminate my products. And with that, the education, the educational videos. Well, I've been impressed by your knowledge, your inspiration, your energy, your story, that I think the inspiration is really to keep sharing that. Because the more you share the story, more and more people that will see what you're saying, because the science and the doctors and the medical world are far behind what's happening on social medicine, social media. So mm-hmm. I would say the continuation of the story is the most important part to this. Do not. Yeah. And, and so what you need, you have your mm-hmm. energy and your passion to help those to reduce the suffering and a simple fix. Like one, I guess not using makeup or, or personal care products is one idea. Mm-hmm. And so each person has to find the way to do that. I personally don't use deodorant anymore. I don't use cologne. I really, I don't even use shampoo or conditioner. Uh, and and I, I do a cold shower every day. And I, I don't smell anymore now that I'm carnivore. I'm eating only meat. I don't eat garlic or onions or all those spices that would emanate most, most smells and in, in perspiration come from the spices you eat actually that well that's my point that so the all the bo all the all the body odor we've been suffering from is all due to all the consumed plant chemicals that mm-hmm. are that are that are that are re- released because how many times do you smell someone that said garlic mm-hmm. yeah sure. another plant chemical right mm-hmm. yes and yeah. so now for those that are using cosmetics and other personal care products, where do they find this information, Afshan? Do you need to go to PregnancySafeCosmetics.com? And make if you're plugging in Pregnancy Safe Cosmetics into Google, you'll get 50 billion articles on, on the subject. Make sure you, you put it all together and put a .com on it, or then just put it in the URL field. You'll, go to, they- my, you'll go to my website, and there is you click on medical studies, you can read all this. I just want to say one last thing, you know, right now I'm a boutique firm and I have a small line of makeup, but I have tons of partners who are completely pregnancy safe, waiting in the wings, waiting to jump in. I just need to make a few sales. And most small boutique brands start with one to five um, items. So don't be scared about that. Huda Cosmetics, which is a billion dollar firm, started with one product, fake eyelashes. So I just want to say uh, that, but if there is something that turns you off and doesn't make you want to um, buy it, like f- get, give me feedback, type, you know, go into the, the contact us, write me a little message. And if you want to get involved and spread the word, please uh, contact me. I will send you materials, blast it, broker a conversation, get involved really. And if you know doctors, pregnancy spas, maternal health experts, Get them to get involved. That would be great. What's your Instagram and YouTube channels? 
I don't have a YouTube channel yet. Um, yet. I have okay. I have at Pregnancy Safe Cosmetics, which is my uh, one of my Instagram handles. The other one is Mamas for Change, and it's M O M M A S, the number four and change. They're very different. Uh, one is uh, kind of glossy, nice images with uh, easy to digest info uh, graphs. And the other one is kind of more, um, yeah, it's more in the science. And it's um, and so sometimes that turns off a certain group of people and sometimes people like it. So, but PregnancySafeCosmetics.com. That's keep, really what you need to go to. Keep sharing the story because I think your story is going to inspire so many women and men, uh, young and old, uh, infants in utero that are suffering from so many of the diseases that we say we don't know the cause. We treat the symptoms, but quite often we aren't able to overcome the symptoms and and cure people, and they're dying of these diseases. Yeah. So exactly. this information is so important, Afshan. So I was excited to meet you and and listen and learn from the story. And hi, sweetie, how you doing? My, she's got a near infection. Oh. She's a little, uh, I'm going to go see the doctor tomorrow. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'll be back. I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Go lie down, okay? I'm almost done. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our community? Um, well, I think that, you know, um, I'd love more doctors to actually get involved and support um, me. I'd love to be able to come together and say, here are a list of people that have contacted me and and support my project, even if it, it's not to buy my products, but also to to just, um, you know, take the educational material. So I, I think, um, yeah, just get in touch. I'd really love to, and, 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 and we don't have enough money for major influencers, but if anyone has media connections, influencer connections, right now we're all about getting the word out. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us again. Well, thank you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. And you are an exceptional person de dedicating so much of your time, so much of your effort, so much of your story every single day in so many ways, your resources. I think we're all lucky to have you. Well, and I appreciate that. I and I can tell you, you have amazing resources. Every day resources. At the Mighty Tribe. To get well, the Mighty Tribe. Place. But, uh, you know, again, I, I number a couple things. And, and this is for one, read blue uh um oh my gosh a uh, blue ocean red ocean it's a great business book to and 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 the word is there are infinite people buying our products and sharing our products and and you're again i think i really believe the real market is not doctors it's not medicine it's mommies mommies oh, yeah, i know i know but i've had you know i've i, I had a just to, to to add this little anecdote my cousin lives in la and she uh, lives next to a, a rapper who's a mommy, a Hispanic rapper. And she put up, she has 150,000 following. And she put up my four posts. And I did get 80 clicks into my website, but no sales. But, so uh, not, it was disappointing. You not know? yet. Not okay, yet, so, yes. So, so, so a little bit, all right? So the, the mind is the master of the mission, number one. Uh, you've read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Yes. No. Mm -mm. no. Again, you're, it took me 10 years to really just go from the, the single digits to begin to go like this. All right. The, the whole journey is years of suffering. Mm -hmm. That's, that's our mission. It's years of suffering, which ultimately is strengthening because your real passion <laughs> is helping moms. Yes. That's what I see. All right. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, I mean, and, and you're a blogger, you're a counselor, you're a coach, you're a cheerleader. You you bring so much more to the table than just selling a product because the products are are a small part of it, believe it or not. All right. Oh, yeah. They're just here to monetize my efforts, honestly. Right. Because but they're going to. But, I can't, I can't afford but, to put in that but time. You must listen to and read the secret by Rhonda Byrne first. Okay. And then the, the success principles by Jack Canfield. That's the next book. 
All right. Okay. And if you look at my, my books, I have a lot of stuff where I list all the books I've read because I didn't get a medical, I mean, a business background. I don't know how to run a business. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, but you have something you haven't quite seen or found the, the, the direction, right? Right. No, we're and, just starting out. Right. We're starting out. I've got four passionate mommies with me and they're doing everything for free and it's great. Well, so, nothing is for free. It's for future remuneration. Yes, for future okay. remuneration. That's so right. we're only doing what you think is free, but but all the work we do may not be paid to us today, but it's a future payout. Yes. Right? Yes. And so the, the, the number of failures that finally led to success are infinite, right? Yes. And, and again, I would say that your, your, your simple posts, simple posts are critical. Simple stories are critical. And, and, you know, I, I mean, I've, I mostly what I do is I work to help people with fertility. What you've shared is a simple book. Your book of your research and your story is number one. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It, that's what, if you haven't read it, written it yet, that's what you're writing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, because the book then inspires the products. Yes. And, oh, it, and, totally, totally. And it's a, it's an ebook that's for free or for 1995 that mm -hmm. people are, because the number of women that I think, again, it's about the plants, but if they knew that their makeup was an endocrine or hormonal disruptor, and they had the opportunity to buy something that was affordable and beautiful, they would buy it. Well, that's the thing. You know, you, a woman can't make a choice if she's not informed. And, you know, Time Magazine did a whole thing. And that's another thing I want to tell everybody. Yeah. If you want to see some of this stuff, type in Infertility BBC and you'll see the, the six-minute BBC clip. Type in Time Magazine Essential Oils and you'll see it. And they, they report on what, what, you know, the FDA and the um, National Institute for Environmental Health Sciences found out about endocrine about about essential oils the, the the finding was they are endocrine disrupting end of story it's not that they might affect you they do they well, disrupt your hormones end of story all right. so you know where i'm at in vegetables i mean how many people believe me that vegetables are deadly i don't know <laughs> certainly everyone in the mighty tribe <laughs> yeah right on but it, so that's a small fraction of the total people of the world but yeah. that doesn't keep me and that's why I go on every day. That's why I'm inspired to do this because as a fertility doctor, a doctor in general, my mission and, and for you, you're, you're as a mommy, someone that suffered, uh, that's where it's at. That's yeah. where it's at. I, I think yeah. the story is keep sharing. We'll keep sharing with you. You know, yeah. here's a doctor that believes in you. Okay. Well, thank you. And, and I we'll, think it's great. Uh, you know, again, uh, there, there's, it's always looking around and seeing what other people are doing. Uh, a good artist borrow, but the best steal, steal, yeah. steal, steal. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what you're doing, Afshan. So I well, keep going. We're going to keep thank sharing. You. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for hearing my story and letting me tell everyone. And once again, I can't say it enough. If you want to get involved, get involved. If you know someone who would be great to get involved, especially, you know, pregnancy spas, a uh, little belly spa we're hoping to get as a client. We don't have them yet. You know, media people uh, at Forbes, at, at Vogue, whatever. Please let them talk to me. At least I can have an article on the science. Written. A little, a little crumb every day. Yeah, will eventually build, 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 or or build, or, build. or a, a grain of sand will eventually build the block, which will eventually build the foundation, which will build the 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 tower. Yes, that's the power. Yes. All yes. right. Well, God bless. Thank God you bless so you. Much. Stay safe. And my best to your little one. Thank you. I, I, I we'll 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 see at five or whenever the next time is, and let's keep sharing. And any new ideas, I'll come up with. I'll share them with you. All right. 
Okay. Yes, we we already changed uh, the hour over here, so it's it's kind of uh, it, it's ten now for me, and I'm always at work at that time. But um, we'll catch up next week if I don't see you much on uh, Mighty Tribe this week. Oh, and if you want to do anything interviewing me, sort of for your channel on even oh, these I sort of it. things on how I can kind of give a little bit of advice, those are the good ways to get more watchers, more eyes, yeah. more prize. Okay. We'll All right. Do that. All right. Okay. God bless. Thanks. God bless. Bye. Bye, Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations, hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkiltz.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.